Welcome to the Unraveling Technology Podcast. It's me, Joe. I'm joined by David, Zoe, and Adam. How are we doing? Very well, thank you. Ready for the Easter weekend. Yeah. You got some plans? Uh, we've got a wedding going on over the weekend, so that's probably going to eat a lot of it up. Yeah, that's a good point. I was going to ask you to feed our cat while we're away, but that's not going to happen, is it? No. Fair enough. Gonna starve. <laughs> yes, sir. That'll teach me to leave it till the last minute. <laughs> Zoe, any plans? Uh, probably eating quite a few Easter eggs, I think. Of course. With it being Easter and all. Have you got any Easter eggs, Sam? I've got one in my bag, yeah. <laughs> Always be prepared. <laughs> yeah, just was break that, in case of emergency. Was that one you purchased on the way to the <laughs> podcast recording? No, I had it bought for me, so... Oh. It's last day of the work, day, last day of the working week, isn't it? So I've got to bring it back. Right, okay, yeah. We've got one for our cat in our absence. What, what constitutes a cat Easter egg? It's like, uh, you know, you can get those um, cereal bars that are kind of um, yogurts, but it's, you know, solid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Sure. It's like you usually have crunchy, like, cornflakes on top oh, of the yeah, yogurt. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's like one of those, but it's suitable for cats, mm. apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Looks nice. I might dig in. <laughs> <laughs> if she won't eat it. Yeah. I mean, as someone who owned or, you know, deals with cats frequently, have you ever smelt like cat food and thought that smells quite nice, actually? Never. It's okay. horrible. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's disgusting stuff. Maybe just buying terrible cat food. Well, maybe. I think your cat has worked her way up to the gourmet stuff, hasn't she? Yeah, she went instant. It was because, and this serves me right, the last time we went away, uh, my mum came to feed the cat while we were away and she brought some of that gourmet stuff with her and now the cat just likes the gourmet stuff mm. <laughs> won't eat anything else yeah. yeah once they've had the good stuff there's never can't go back yeah unless she has the good stuff more than two days in a row and then that's not good enough either oh. picky cat picky cat before we came in here adam and me were having an interesting conversation regarding um the nomenclature of the various generations. So I think we, we probably all co- fit comfortably within the millennial bracket, right? Apparently. We're trying to remember what the next next gent's called. Is it Zed? I think it is Zed. Although Adam says it's also called, what is it? Well, there's three names for it. There's gen, Generation Zed. iGen, like iPod. Okay. And uh, Centennial. <sighs> iGen a bit too close to InGen for my liking. As in like the Jurassic, <laughs> Jurassic Park, Park company, yeah. if you remember that. Yeah. I feel like, wouldn't we fall into iGen, though? No. We're, um, millennial generation goes up to 36, apparently. But if iGen is i as in iPod, like, we're the generation that got that launched upon us, right? Mm. But the i in iPod, I think, stands for internet. So it's not to do, not might not necessarily be anything to do with the Apple products, more just the internet. I don't know. The internet pod. But what we're going to call the next generation because we have run out of alphabet. No, no there won't be one. We'll destroy the earth and the environment <laughs> before then. <laughs> we're going to have to because we've run out of letters. Alpha. Some, someone's daft. Switch to Greek. It serves someone right for, uh, for starting with Generation X, which I think was the first generation. Well, no baby, baby boomer. boomers. Right. 
Okay, but I mean the first like alphabetized generation. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. No forward planning. Yeah. (laughs) No specking for the future. Anywho, we're here to talk about tech news. And as our first port of call, I thought because we've been absent a little bit, we could talk about Disney Plus, which is the new streaming service that's been announced by you guessed it, Disney, which is coming out at the end of the year in the US and is going to have all of your favorite. It's been talked about for a while, this Disney-centric streaming service. Everyone wants a piece of the streaming pie, and here we are. Lots of speculation, but we've now got a few details. Mm-hmm. So what are first thoughts on Disney Plus? Apple, not Apple's, the other one, Disney's foray into the streaming market. Um, I, I mean... Just a matter of time, weren't it? Every, it's it's um it's moving from having from everyone abandoning piracy to now slipping back into it because it's so fragmented you can't get what you want on say Netflix or Amazon. I've heard that. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm sure that if you look at Game of Thrones, which was on this last week, the numbers will probably support that because every time Game of Thrones comes out, there's a massive spike of people downloading. Yeah. So, yeah, that could be, could be the case. You shared an article, Zoe, suggesting that it might be a good thing for other uh, other streaming services. Yeah. Do you remember the general outline of that argument? Because I'm not sure. Um, it I was can... mainly to do with um, it being like an add-on to Netflix. So Netflix users would purchase it as well as uh, mm. kind of what they've already got. Is that a theoretical of... thing, though? I think because the price point's quite good, I think they're basing it at seven dollars dollars a month. Which is what five five to six pounds, I think. Yeah, so that's it's pretty competitive. Yeah. That's assuming they go for any kind of conversion rate. Yeah, because they might just yeah. say seven dollars, seven quid, good yeah. enough. But yeah. what's Netflix at the moment? Is it nine? I think there's years, isn't there? Yeah, I think mine are. is about. Seven ninety nine, I think. I think, yeah. And this is good because they've only given the one tier. They've said it's going to be six ninety nine, and that's going to include four K. Is my understanding? Don't know how many devices. I don't think they talked about that. So at the moment, I can watch something and someone else can on Netflix. But presumably, it's not going to be the same as that. Maybe more, maybe less. Mm. So what kind of stuff's on it then? Obviously, all the Disney animated stuff. Hang on, my screen locked but I had a, a thing that outlined what was going to be on there. <clears throat> Lots of, not just the animated stuff, but also their uh, backlog of Disney films, I think. Yeah, yeah. And TV programmes as well. Mm, yeah. Shown, but I then they've got, the Disney Channel. they've got Marvel and Star Wars as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and that, that Fox merger as well, that will have done it. The Simpsons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Simpsons heading to Disney Plus. Is that what, so that's what it's being called, Disney Plus? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Because you you don't associate Marvel or Simpsons with Disney, but it's going to be on Disney's platform. Well, you oh. will soon, <laughs> and they'll want you to as well. I um, the other thing is as well, there is actually already a Disney s- a streaming service in the UK, Disney Life. You heard of that? No, no. I think, I, think I was vaguely aware there was something, but do they do they cycle in availability? Like I, I gather that you don't have the full range and full back catalogue of Disney on demand all the time. Yeah, probably not. But 
Are you going to tell me that that's going to be the case with Disney Plus? Well, that's one of the things I'm wondering. I don't think they are. I think up front they're going to have, is it 13 of the classic vault films? So the way that they've kind of typically done it is with DVD releases, they tend to re-release them in batches, don't they? So I remember there was a point where it was hard to get hold of The Lion King on DVD because it wasn't at the time being reprinted. Like they'll do them in batches. Mm. So they might do the same thing because thing is you could put everything on Disney Plus but then if everyone watches everything or they watch everything they want to and then cancels their subscription that's no fun yeah I mean so they are quoted as saying it's going to launch with around 500 films from the Disney library as well as around 7,000 episodes of Disney TV fare and then they also say that will include the 13 films signature collection which is things like aladdin bambi lion king mm-hmm. um yeah so i don't know how much of those 500 films like if you wanted to go in and, and watch every single animated disney movie like and binge watch them all would you be able to i don't know probably not this is interesting i google disney life uh it's if you wanted it in this country it's five quid a month seven day free trial watch 450 plus classic and newer disney movies okay enjoy 5000 plus disney tv episodes okay and an uh an archive of 1900 shorts i don't know what counts as a short i'm guessing well the merry melodies stuff i would guess okay so you know the sort of classic 1920s 30s whatever disney animation but also seven and a half thousand disney music tracks so they've got audio on here as well (laughs) that already almost sounds like a better deal yeah than what they've got already it sounds pretty similar Mm Mm-hmm. but i get i don't think this is available in the u.s so this maybe isn't as big news for us if we've already got something similar again it depends what those 450 films are true I mean, what films would you like to see on Disney Plus? What would convince you to pay £7 a month for it? I think. Or would it not the, be films? Would it be TV? All, all the classics Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Lion King, have Snow you, White. Have you watched any of those films recently? Uh, I've watched Beauty and the Beast recently, but I think that's because of the remake. Okay. Mm. That makes you want to watch the original. To see if it's still as good. But they're classic. I would mm. definitely, like, watch them again. It's the kind of thing that you kind of rewatch. Yeah. It never loses its kind of, I guess, specialness. <laughs> the, the question would be how much I, you do rewatch it, because are you going gonna to rewatch them enough to sustain a monthly payment or are you going to pay for a month watch them and then two years later pay for another month and watch them all yeah i'd probably do that <laughs> i watched peter pan a, a while back that film is old i watched about <laughs> 15 minutes of it and it might even be 10 minutes it was when they started singing at the start you know where it sounds like a chorus of old people singing it's like when there's a smile in your heart and i thought wow this is old i didn't get through it I don't know if I've got that reverence for Disney the same way everyone else does. <laughs> You're a pretty level-headed film critic, David. What do you think of Peter Pan? Uh, I haven't seen it uh, remotely recently enough to critique it. Don't watch it. Hold <laughs> up, it's too old. We had a lot of stuff on uh, VHS 
so I haven't seen a lot of things since I lost access to a, a video player. Mm. <clears throat> it's technology we're never going to get back. Um, yeah, so another thing that they announced is that they're going to do shows as well, so newest newer stuff so i think original content yeah including a series about loki played by um what's his name tom hiddleston tom hiddleston yeah he's reprising his role for a, a marvel tv show they're doing something star warsy with is it the manda mandalorian mm-hmm. yeah yeah which looks like it's fet centric it's the guy who directed iron man directing it what's he called favreau yeah okay right good and other things as well. Uh, they're also making something called Monsters at Work, which is a show based on Monsters, Inc. But most importantly, they're, they're creating a program called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> which is... <laughs> which is uh, it's from National Geographic, which apparently is a Disney-owned company. I did not know that. They own everything, though. They do. Yeah, I suppose so. Jeff pulls back the curtain on a seemingly familiar object to reveal a world of astonishing connections, fascinating science, and a whole lot of big ideas. Someone also paused the, um, like, when they announced all this, wherever they announced it, someone paused the clip and saw that all of the films seem to have bonus footage associated with them. So Mm. one of the main things that kind of, I don't think it's great about streaming is you don't tend to get all the special features the same way you do that if you buy a DVD Blu-ray. or Blu-ray. Yeah. So if they put that stuff in there as well, that'd be a good value add. Because, mm. you know, it's usually when I really like a film, I'll get the Blu-ray because it's got all that stuff on that, even if you just watch it once. Yeah. Yeah. And they also said that they're going to try and have, so the Marvel films that come out in the next generation... Are you all caught up on your Marvel, Adam? I don't like it. No. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, Zoe, any any appreciation of the Marvel cinematic universe they've built up over the last decade? Yes, but I wouldn't like necessarily put myself out to go to the cinema to watch it. But say if I had a okay. streaming service, then yes. I would okay, definitely right. watch it. Any plans to see the Endgame? Endgame next week no not the the last avengers one i think we're booked in right me and my wife are currently trying to catch up we're about four or five films behind so we're trying to go through and as we're going through there's little bits where you go like oh i recognize that character from somewhere and there's characters that come in from tv programs and all sorts Mm. they've kind of built this big uh this this whole franchise on you on insider knowledge and knowing what's going on based on other things that you should have watched prior to it. Yeah. Which kind of makes people that keep up with it feel special, I suppose. But what they're planning to do with the Marvel, the Disney Plus stuff is they're going to, the TV shows that they're going to make, such as I'm guessing the Loki one or whatever, they're going to tie in very heavily to whatever films they create next as well. So it's going to be even more difficult to keep up with everything. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. I'm just thinking back to how there was a a major thing in the hand in the solo movie mm-hmm. that was set up by a TV show I'd not watched, and therefore I got annoyed about it. Oh, the Clone Wars stuff. Yeah. Yes, yes. Not like we've we've gone heavily into spoilers on that on a different episode, so mm. I'm not going to say what it was if you've not seen Solo. Oh, I but, remember. Yeah, yeah. So they they have because Netflix has. 
whatever it was, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, all of those. But I don't you, think... You say that, haven't half of them been cancelled now? Yeah. I think they've all been cancelled, yeah. Presumably that might have something to do with this. Probably. Moving the properties They're, to Disney+. Plus. I think what I read was something about not being able to negotiate the right contracts and things. So okay. I suspect it will be a case of Disney not necessarily saying... You know, we're withdrawing this and we're going to put it on Disney Plus. Mm. Apparently, there is something in the original contracts they signed that said that the characters can't appear on another streaming service for two years okay. after the show's cancelled or something like that. So I guess they couldn't just move it to Disney Plus and say, you know, buy Netflix, we're taking our properties onto our own service. Yeah. But also, they might be saying something along the lines of, you know, here's some unreasonable cost to green light a season three. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it's all speculative. Well, they're all so Jessica Jones, the other ones, they never kind of like tied into the films too, too much. I think there's a bit of the start of civil war where what's his name? Chris Evans is looking at a picture of a, of oh, what's the name? Agent Carter. Jessica Jones. <laughs> no, no. I don't think that, I don't think they share the same. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know that Agent Carter is in the original. Avengers? No, not Avengers. In the original Captain America. Uh, I don't know if I saw that one. Case in point. Add another film to your list I'm of catch-up before. I don't think I've seen of the Captain Marvel ones. I it starts in the 40s the and she's like a major character and then she's in that entire film. Okay. Uh, and then he gets frozen and then he wakes up in the present day and mm -hmm. she's all old and that's why he's looking at a photo of her because he remembers her from his past is there a scene where he walks around he's like oh this television (laughs) does it have that going on um kind of yeah that's always funny people from the past finding things in the future class class (laughs) seven quid does that seem like a good price it depends what's on it doesn't it because if it's 500 like obscure old you know the kind of live action movies that disney used to churn out tons of that disney you know, channel sort of, stuff disney channel stuff could well be part of that number I and mean, the kind of like you know two or three star movie that you would get on like some saturday afternoon when there's nothing else on the Lizzie McGuire movie. I'm I'm thinking older than that. Just kind of they did they used to do a lot more live action stuff, just churn out old live action things that probably aren't very interesting or entertaining anymore. Like I don't know how much of the five hundred films, mm-hmm. five hundred plus films that they've quoted are actually the kind of things you associate with Disney, as in sure. you know, your Aladdins and the like. Mm. And how much of them are just, you know, we found these old like wildlife documentaries we made. Yeah, that one where they chased a bunch of lemmings off a cliff. Was that Disney? Yeah, that was Disney. The the um, dark past. Yeah, the the whole. So the idea, you know, that lemmings jump off cliffs and mm. follow each other off cliffs. That's an urban legend. Doesn't happen. It's not real. The reason people think that is because Disney made a wildlife documentary where they chased and herded a bunch of lemmings off a cliff to their deaths, potentially, uh, and filmed it and put it out there. 
Wow. For what reason? Invented a story. I just wanted to tell a story about lemmings, I guess. Makes you wonder what Attenborough's up to. (laughs) (laughs) And then they get upset when they dig up director's tweets from like six years ago that they've apologized for. (laughs) And say no we're not having you on our project do any anyway. of you have any reverence for like the disney sequels you know like cinderella 2. 2 yeah cinderella 2 aladdin 2 i remember I, I when i was a kid i used to love the disney films like aladdin uh robin hood all that kind of stuff mm. and i definitely had aladdin 2 return of jafar and i watched yeah. that a lot yeah same I, I imagine looking back on it is probably horrendous but I, I do remember, remember. I do remember watching that a lot. Yeah, I can't remember whether they were any good, but I remember at least like the th- the third Aladdin got a decent rating at the time. King of Thieves or Prince, Prince of Thieves, of Thieves or I think. It was. Yeah, um, even at the time, I remember thinking Lion King two was rubbish. Even back then, so I can Simba's Pride. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't see that one. I did not. But yeah. There could be a lot of rubbish content on this yeah. thing as well as the good stuff. You gotta you gotta pad it out. I, I suppose. mean what I wanna do is I wanna watch every single animated Disney movie from start to finish and just work my way through that and if maybe that'll take a couple of months or whatever. Mm. So I wanna buy two, three months of access to this and just go through it. Mm. I suspect they're not gonna let me do that because I suspect they will be rolling those kind of films in and out of circulation mm-hmm. just to keep you paying. Yeah. yeah. I think it'd be good if they had new releases on there. So mm. instead of going to the cinema, which you pay, what, a, ten, a tenner to go to the cinema, but yeah. you can get a new release. So that there's through. another question. Would they do that, do you think? Or would they put stuff out in the cinema? I definitely think, I think it's a selling point if and it would keep people subscribed if they knew that they would get instant access to the brand new stuff. Can you imagine what the cinemas would think of that though? Like they're already screaming about how nobody's coming to the cinema anymore and they're having to invent, you know, 3D, 4DX, Screen X that we talked about a week or two back. I mean, just Marvel. to kind of these things just to get people in. If Disney started releasing, you know, Avengers Endgame is now available to stream from your own home. Just imagine what that would do to cinema chains. Yeah, they've, yeah. Already, they've got a, like we were talking a couple of weeks ago about, uh, what's it called? Screen X. Have you heard of that? So this is the thing where you watch a film, but then it also projects it all up the side of the cinema as well. Oh, okay. So the idea being that you're watching the film, but it's all in your peripheral vision. So it's like the film engulfs you. Like you're in it. So they're having to do all these kind of things to get get people to come along. I imagine that Cineworld's going to be doing some kind of ultimate marathon every single Marvel film running up to Endgame. That'd be ridiculous. It would, but it's the sort of thing where they do it. Uh, What what would it be called? Marvel Marvel Marathon. It's even alliterative. You can definitely (laughs) go watch the first part and then the second part immediately afterwards. Yeah. But... So, I don't know. They might do every Avengers film. Hmm. But, yeah, I don't know what whether they'd... I mean, the whole thing about releasing films directly onto streaming services, so there's a film called Roma, which got a load of Oscar nominations this year, and that was Netflix. Uh, it did have a limited theatrical run, didn't it? Yeah, which seemingly 
was basically because you need to have a theatrical run to qualify for winning an Oscar. Yeah, but there was a lot of stuff about how this legitimized Netflix because they suddenly had their own original content that was Oscar nominated. And there's a stink about that. I mean, yeah. who was it? Steven Spielberg getting all uppity about it. And then going on to uh, to um, back, what's it, the Apple one. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it would be a great selling point for their platform. But I think the amount of kind of bad favor it would get them in the in the cinema world i don't see them doing it i think though you probably will get those kind of releases will appear pretty much at the same time as the dvd and blu-ray release though Mm -hmm. if you want to watch the latest thing as it comes out on blu-ray you don't have to go out buy that you can just sign up to disney plus and get that Mm -hmm. yeah the other thing is is this introductory price that's undercutting netflix going to sit there try and collect a load of people and then jump up at some point in the near future because they're talking about this service not being profitable until 2024 or something daft. They said something along the lines of the the price reflecting the kind of amount of content. So I don't think they're actively going out there and saying... like They're not saying we've got as much as Netflix does. They're mm. saying we're going to have less on there than Netflix. Yeah but we're giving you a lower price to match. They are talking about buying up other non-Disney shows and putting yeah. them on there as well. So I guess it kind of depends. If they manage to get the sort of leverage that Netflix does and pull in a bunch of third-party stuff and expand their library so that they are pretty much on par with Netflix, then, yeah, I imagine that price would go up. Yeah, because the other thing is TV stuff. So every, a lot of people have Sky at the moment. I don't know if anyone here has Sky in their hopes currently. But I had a look before we came in here. So at the moment, if you wanted Sky Entertainment Package, 22 quid for the first 18 months and then like 28 quid after that. So if you're looking at cutting the cord, how many subscription services do you need to be signed up for before you get into the same situation as you do with Sky, where you're getting everything bundled, where you have to have... I mean, Sky's nice. It puts it all in one package, but that's multiple different things, isn't it? That's BBC, that's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> BBC and Dave. I don't know what's on Sky. I yeah. watched a lot of rubbish. Would <laughs> Disney Channel be on there? I think that would fall under Sky Kids, Okay, I want to say. I don't know. It's been a while since I've used or owned Sky. But they do their own streaming packages now, TV, so... Mm. Uh, so uh yeah so my parents have sky sky go so you can attach a couple of different devices to the account and watch like live tv or on-demand content through that um but there's not a lot on there it's like the i don't know why you would want a sky package over say a a couple of different streaming services i think is with streaming services you kind of have to actively make a selection i think there is something to the passivity of tv of mm. terrestrial television i know you're having mean. stuff wash over you well you know stuff wash over you on the netflix menu because everything plays automatically yeah i guess but you know yeah i know what you mean 
It's not like like if I turn on Sky and and Storage Hunters is on, you know, ah, oh, it was there already. It's not my fault. Yeah, yeah, but you didn't actively, actively seek out actively... season two, episode fourteen, Storage Hunters. <laughs> All that type of stuff's on Freeview, though. Yeah. yeah, and like if that's what you're looking for, you would just get Freeview. You wouldn't need a full twenty eight quid Sky package for that. Yeah. Like I think what what they're charging you for is things like sport and films mm. and. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, that's all I've got to say on Sky. And, um, on Sky and Disney. <laughs> Both. You see the Sky Plus as well, which just makes it extra confusing. But that's their ability to record stuff, isn't it? They'd say, yeah. you Sky Plus it. I don't know if people still say that because it's Sky Q now, isn't it? Uh, what? Sky, Sky Q? Q? Yeah, that is something, but what is it? I think it's just whatever their new box is called. I think it, it has things oh, like yeah, streaming yeah. between separate rooms and... Yeah, that's it's right. It's almost yeah. like there's too many different products and mm. it's all a bit confusing. Yeah. But what are you going to do? Choice. Paralysis by choice. Yeah. So. Not by any of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. Let's, let's have a quick chat about this uh, Notre Dame thing because I thought this was interesting. So when was it? A couple of days ago? Yeah. Notre Dame Monday, fire. Monday. Monday as of us recording mm. they were doing some uh, some work on it and the fire started somehow and they've lost a lot of the the wooden top of it spire spire yeah I did I did have the actual you know the technical words yeah the, the, the churchy words for it but I've I've lost them Anywho, yes, it's been a, it's been a very sad for everyone uh, watching this big old structure burn down. Um, but there's now a lot of things in progress to try and get it rejuvenated. So a lot of lot of money pouring in, a lot of plans. I think that they're going to go through some kind of a redesign. I don't know if it's a competition or just a, a discussion of how to how to rebuild. And it's not the first time historically that Notre Dame's caught fire. So, but it's the first. It's the it's the first time in a while, and it did a fair bit of damage. But found this article here, uh, which was talking about, and I think the one that I sent to you was uh, was it the CNN article? Yeah, yeah. There was also one on Ars Technica, which I found about a fella called Andrew Talon, who a few years ago um, actually went around Notre Dame using some mapping software and some lasers. Got to get some lasers in there. <laughs> Apparently, it's the same technology that they use in cars, uh, you know, self-driving cars to... Is it, would that be LiDAR? Is uh, it the same it's definitely LiDAR in... The article says it's the same, and it's LiDAR in uh, in cars, yeah. self-driving cars. Mm. Which uh, allows them, or allowed him to map out the whole of Notre Dame using 50 of these things, getting into all of the different... Accurate, like a couple of millimetres or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, pretty good. And it, um, they're talking about how this is going to come in handy for restoring the church now, because I guess they have they'll have plans. But they've basically got a digital model that they can go in and measure to to within a couple of millimeters all the details and everything. Absolutely. And using this, they've managed to previously they've used that data to figure out things like the windows at the back of the. What's the main bit called? Nave? You're the one who said you had all of the, <laughs> the names. <laughs> Any idea tell me what the bits of a church are called? One, actually, I should know this. I read Pillars of the Earth a while back, and that was, that was about building churches. Cathedrals. Cathedrals. 
So <laughs> there you go. It was a while ago. The interior columns at the western end of the cathedral do not line up. Okay. See, they haven't used the terminology. No. I think it might be Nave. Don't hold me to it. <laughs> anyway, uh, it got me thinking about it because it's kind of a bit. It's a bit uncanny. Uh, someone made a joke on Reddit saying that's a new one for world backup day isn't it make sure that you've backed up your buildings <laughs> and uh i thought it's an interesting point uh 3d printing was a thing a while back you don't hear so much about 3d printing these days maybe no. it's because you had the initial you know the, there was the initial fanfare about it and now we're just waiting for that point where the technology gets good enough for it to be mainstream i don't know i, I think it's fairly mainstream in the kind of I don't know, the maker environment, if you I want suppose. to call it that. Like I I see tutorials and things online that talk about, you know, I was I was gonna build this, so I just 3D printed a thing. Mm. So I think everyone who is interested in 3D printing and actively has like cause to print a bunch of things on a fairly regular basis probably owns a 3D printer and is using it happily. Right. Uh, and just everyone else either it's just it's maybe too expensive to just buy it on a whim or yeah. they don't know what they do with it mm-hmm. but yeah yeah the idea of 3d modeling and design going kind of because we have things like cad products now so software that you use to design things in 3d now we've got the ability to print things in 3d and are we getting to the point now where architecture and design is also going to be conducted mostly through computers and that's where we'll keep the backups and stuff like that like uh there was um i've been looking up digital preservation as well mm-hmm. which is kind of every whatever exactly what it sounds like pretty much having copies of everything so what there was um a couple of years ago a campaign by oxford which was to flood war-torn countries with 3d cameras the idea being that people could go and take these cameras and get 360 degree views or video or plans of buildings you know relics that might be destroyed if there was a conflict there and i thought that was good, <laughs> was good. so i've not got a lot more to say about that i think it's very it's very cool use of technology mm. there's a there's an advert um I've seen, I don't know, on YouTube or something a few times. It's an advert for Microsoft, but they have um, like a guy flying, I think either flying drones and or setting up 3D cameras and using, but I guess doing the same sort of thing. They set up and take 360 degree either video or they're shooting lasers again uh, and kind of get, <laughs> getting these sort of fully mapped out 3D bits of these kind of old ruins and then stitching them all together using you know the microsoft cloud and ai uh to produce a big very detailed 3d model of something that you know is ancient has value and potentially you know is moments away from being destroyed or you know is is weathering by the day something like that so it's a way of preserving something it's like i think it has merit yeah Unfortunately, the guy who did this lasering of Notre Dame he died a couple of years ago, mm. uh, so he hasn't he hasn't been around to see 
see this being used in the rejuvenation process. Another thing was that Matt was mentioning upstairs was that Ubisoft, who make the Assassin's Creed video games, mm. are making one of their games free, Assassin's Creed Unity, which was set in uh, Paris. Paris. Is it, is it Renaissance? Is it? I'm not sure. But that has a likeness of Notre Dame in it that they spent about two years making like a version that you can walk around and it's outside and everything. And they've kind of said to a lesser degree, maybe you could use that too. <laughs> I don't know if that'd work. Plus there's certain things like uh, in that version of it, that digital Notre Dame, they, due to some strange copyright laws, they couldn't use the same stained glass windows or something. They had to make up their own. That's bizarre. Yeah. Stain, stained glass is copyright in a cathedral from... I don't know when they put the windows in, but it can't be recent, right? Yeah, right. So, citation needed, but yeah. it was that for some reason they couldn't use the actual ones or couldn't create them, so they had to make some up. I suppose if they have done the research, if they've got like a collection of documents that they presumably had to amass to, in the course of two years to build a, a likeness of Notre Dame, then maybe they can say, you know, here's what we looked at and just send those documents over without having to, you know, go through the whole process of trawling through libraries and things again. Mm-hmm. I think I read that they were donating, well, they pledged half a million in, I don't know, euros maybe yeah. towards the reconstruction as well. It's been a very, very quick kind of cycle with the Notre Dame stuff. Like I saw there was the initial fire and then there was pledging all the money to rebuild it, which was nice. But then there was immediately a lot of people saying, why are all these people donating money towards it instead of the homeless and things like that? Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit strange. Um, but yeah, there you go. That's uh, building things digitally. Uh, hopefully that goes somewhere. I'm all done. I don't think I've got time for the for the last story, the one about PS5. But that's all right, because we've kind of talked about the um, like a lot of gaming stuff recently anyway. Yeah. Mm. Maybe next podcast. Maybe. Maybe. I don't think it's the last we'll have heard about PS5 or whatever they end up calling it if they go for PS5. But, uh, yeah. So I'll wrap it up there. If uh, if anybody wants to send any emails in, uh, then please do. You can send them to podcast at unravelingtechnology.co.uk or tweet us at, don't tell me, Unraveling Tech. Yep. Yeah, there you go. We've also got the blog. Haven't looked at the blog recently. What have we got on there? Um, I don't know. I don't think there's, there's not been anything on for a while. A few couple of weeks, maybe. I'll uh, rustle something up for next yeah. week. Rustle something up. Uh, I'll, I'll have a look. I'll proofread it for you, Adam. Yeah, thanks. Um, that's uh, <laughs> unraveling.technology. And uh, if you haven't already, then please leave us a review on iTunes or your podcast platform of choice. Uh, that would be... That'd be swell. But anyway, from all of us here, me, Joe, David, Zoe, also Adam. Thank you really you. nearly forgot that name there, didn't you? Well, Adam. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. I just oh, wanted okay. to... It just, to... Uh, it just yeah. sounded like... <laughs> didn't want you to feel you were equal to us, so I put like a big pause as though... Yeah, okay, there, thanks. You know. you're, you're the technician ultimately. <laughs> no, you know I don't mean it. But anyway, yes, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I'm going to say bye, Adam. <laughs>